0: Hello, and welcome to Meaning, an examination of how spiritual significance emerges from the life and work of Plymouth Congregational Church of Minneapolis. I'm your host, Chris Bonhoff. Larry Johnson, the Plymouth Drop-In Center's coordinator, is a guy that loves a good story. Before coming to Plymouth, he served in Vietnam, then held a long career in classroom education that turned into educational video production. An activist at heart. Larry now creates a safe, caring environment for adults in Plymouth's neighborhood with a mental health diagnosis. Here's Larry on coming to Plymouth.
1: The thing that caught my eye was must be willing to go with them to Camp Knudsen. Labor Day week. And I, you know, I ran camps. I thought, well, I get to go to camp again. So I went to the interview and they were really interested in the fact that I'd worked with people all my life. I mean, even though it was mostly children, young people, there was a fair amount of adult kind of stuff. And that I was a storyteller and had a sense of humor. When I started, I started realizing, you know, wait a minute, you've worked with kids all your life who many of whom probably had some mental health and but then my brother and and my my aunt and an uncle and another you know i mean i started well you know you've grown up around a lot of the, this is not like walking into something you've never been around and of course you know i'm doing the kind of thing I've always done, kind of working like a, even teaching, kind of community organizing, uh, you know, putting things together, experiences. Taking a step back, what is a drop-in center and who drops in? This is the 50th year of this uh, drop-in center being at Plymouth. It was put together to have a safe, Fun, um, inspirational place for people that that have not many resources, not able to work or not able to work at a high level kind of job, and and who have some stated struggle with uh, mental illness, mental health uh, issues and 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 then also to provide experiences that people in a situation like that might not otherwise ever be able to do there's about six county drop-in centers that are are quite well funded and you know a number of uh, full-time staff and there's social workers and you know activities and so forth and i the story i heard was that At that time, uh, there were people at Plymouth who thought, well, if the county's doing this, we don't need to do this here anymore. And I think that's really where Nancy Balton stepped up, uh, as I remember the story being told, and said, no, there are people that need to have, want to have a drop-in center that has some spiritual connection, and uh, made that stick. How many people regularly come into
0: the drop-in center
1: oh yeah wednesday um at one and thursday it was at six uh uh, but we backed it up at least during the dark months to three two different times so that if people were working there'd be a time they could come third wednesday bingo was always the biggest one i mean 30 people sometimes 40 a lot of people who are regular at things but literally people that somebody told them about it and they just show up. Uh, the <clears throat> The county drop-in centers, there's an intake procedure you know you have to go through <laughs> i don't think they fingerprint but you know the, the it, it's clearly just for people that have a diagnosed mental illness and plymouth has never wanted to do that i think it's still true that most of the people who come you know have, have uh, some stated struggle some people they somebody tells them and they're they're a friend they may not have a diagnosed, mental health but they tend to be people that are you know don't have a lot of money and I, I you know just like the the food shelf and third Sunday meal and uh, you know the, the working the connects work Plymouth has done for many years around affordable housing all of those kinds of things I mean that that's the the people that uh, that our, our benefit uh, from those kinds of things are the people that come to the drop-in. These years that you have spent
0: listening to the stories of the people who come to the drop-in center, how has that shaped you or your, I don't know, your sense of, of the world or your place in the world?
1: Many of the people that come to drop in Uh, have grown up in a similar, uh, very conservative kind of uh, fundamentalist kind of Christianity. I mean, this is what my my brother had a a breakdown when he was in high school. And the church that we grew up in, there was a new minister there. My brother was uh, sick because my parents had sinned and hadn't done the, you know, and I mean, they just drove them out of the church. I mean, it's heartbreaking enough to have anything bad happen to your child or somebody that you love, but then to be attacked probably doesn't come up as often as it's the case. But people who have grown up in that kind of environment and they've been, I mean, they're Cognizant that they've been abused in some way by that environment, but then at the same time are afraid. I mean, I people who who love the generosity of what comes through to them in the drop in and the people who pay for part of their way to go to Camp Knutson, which is a spiritual experience. I just feel all the cares of the city dissolving. When, uh, but but they're afraid to get out of that form of Christianity because if if I do, I'm going to burn in hell. And you know, I, I guess I've found. I am mean, so I mean, I hear those stories. Sometimes they come up. I suspect they're there because we don't try to. You know, we don't try to be a counseling group, or we, we're just a, a place with people who are friendly. The volunteers, their main job is to be a f- caring friend for, and that's my main job. Except I also. Have to organize a little bit. But but those things come up uh, and you know, I guess I feel like maybe I'm a bit specially trained to just have that informal conversation about that.
0: What I hear from from your your stories and the things that you've done in your life. I mean, from being with kids and helping them to get in touch with their own stories and being in the presence of their stories doing the same thing at the drop in center, you know, seeing firsthand what was happening in Vietnam and what continues to happen as a result of all of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, placing yourself next to people who are not receiving love and care from the community and being with those people. I mean that that that's what that's what I'm hearing. Yeah. has been your life work.
1: Yeah. In general, not like this is every person, but in general, the group of people that tends to come to drop in are are more kind and generous with each other and with the people around them than many other places that I've been. And 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 I mean that that's just generous with um, you know saying good things about somebody or you know not saying bad things uh, or, or you know but but also economically I mean some of the people that come to drop in have come some of them have died since I've been here but. But um yeah very little uh financial means and yet extremely generous financially. You know, I mean it's the story in the New Testament about the the <laughs> poor widow who comes in and drops uh couple of pennies in the offering plate and the, you know, the disciples, you know, well, I mean, how, how can you be so cheap? And, uh, you know, and Jesus says, wait a minute, uh, you know, she, she just dropped in everything she has. There, there's a lot of wid- widows with pennies uh, running through the drop-in.
0: Larry mentioned the pain his family felt when his childhood church blamed his parents for his brother's mental health diagnosis. While such blatant hostility to mental health may not show up, does your community welcome or even acknowledge people with mental health challenges or neurodiversity? What is lost when full hospitality is kept from this group? What does a community lose when some are excluded? Larry and the Strobel Drop-In Center just celebrated its 40th anniversary in 2021 and welcomes folks every Wednesday and Thursday afternoon for a range of activities and the occasional field trip. If you or someone you know would like to drop in, contact the church office for more information. Thanks to Jimmy Hulse for our theme and to Max Burnell for additional music. And as always, Thanks to Cody Bordeaux for audio engineering. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback and your ideas for future episodes. Our email address is meaning at Plymouth.org. Meaning is a production of Plymouth Congregational Church of Minneapolis.